The team here this week in the CLE hopes the positive coronavirus test for Ohio Governor Mike DeWine is a false positive. And if it's not, we really do hope he has a mild case. But the fact that one of the most ardent advocates for coronavirus precautions tested positive today is huge news. So we're doing this special episode of our podcast to talk about it. I'm Chris Quinn, and I am with Jane Cahoon, Laura Johnston, and Chris Warnowski. This was a shocker. This is, <laughs> yeah. this is our third like, special whoa. episode in like two weeks. But man, oh. the governor of Ohio tests positive for coronavirus. Yeah. 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 I mean, given a, a, a regular news day, like covering the president of the United States coming to your town is a lift. But <laughs> it's just to, the way this rolls, you know, to, like, to cover to cover the president on. of the United Right. It took, but to cover him coming to town and then as part of that event, your governor tests positive for a deadly global pandemic uh, <laughs> virus. That's crazy. It's like just I just the way I'm, it's worked in 2020. It can't right? just be one story. It just has to keep keep build, building. Let's All put right, it so this that, way. It's not positive news. Uh, let's 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 start with the news so he anybody that goes to see the president or or comes in contact with the president the white house gives them this instant test and when they gave the governor the instant test he has it Uh, jane cahoon he's got several of the the qualifications for serious case right his age and right. he, he explained today that he does have an underlying condition. So how old is he and what's his condition? Well, he's 73 years old and he's had asthma, I think he said, since he's been a teenager or at mm-hmm. least a young man. Um, now, asthma, uh, Julie Washington wrote, wrote a story this afternoon explaining that asthma is one um, of those underlying conditions that can increase your risk because it's respiratory and so is COVID. And, and the fact that he's 73 years old also puts him in that category of, you know, people getting more seriously ill and, you know, more deaths at that age. But we really hope he's okay because he is not, he's feeling well. He said he just had a headache. So could he be- He said he gets headaches all the time. Yes, right. yes, which is right. understandable but, when you're the governor. But anyway, sorry, Laura, go ahead. Dealing with the pandemic. I was just going to say 25% of the deaths in Ohio have been people ages 70 to 79. Um, and I think about 20% of the hospitalizations um, have been that. So, it, it and Julie Washington did talk to a doctor at the clinic about that and just said an older person's immune system is not as able to fight off the disease as well as a young person's. Now, he he's he is the definition of asymptomatic. I mean, that's why this was such a surprise. He he was just expecting, you know, yeah, I'm getting tested and I'll go see the president and welcome him to Cleveland. Um, but there is a number of days where you can get exposed before you have symptoms. And so no matter what, he'll be quarantining at his farm for 14 days. But if he does come down with it, you know, he could be incapacitated. So who governs if the governor of Ohio is incapacitated by this deadly virus? Well, I quickly looked up uh, Ohio Revised Code Section (laughs) 161.03. Just real quickly. To the governorship. And it indicates that it's the lieutenant governor. And then after that, it would be the president of the Senate and then the Speaker of the House, which would be, you know, newly named Bob Cup, 
and the president of the Senate is Larry Abhoff, who's who's going to be term limited soon. But and then after that, it's just the um, the rest of the state officials, the secretary of state, the treasurer, the auditor and the attorney general in that order. So go ahead. We'll talk about Houston in a minute because you could argue he did some irresponsible things today, given what was going on. But before we get to that, the governor was very he did a briefing uh, from his farm after he got home. Um, and he said he doesn't know how he got it, which gets back to contact tracing and all the data we want that guy to release one of these days. Um, but this is somebody who takes precautions. I mean, he has been very public about wearing masks and staying away from people. He's, he's talked about standing distant from his grandchildren when he talks to his grandchildren. Although Jane Cooney did mention that his brother-in-law or somebody had been I think at his he house. said that Fran's brother has been at the house, but but he doesn't really interact with him. I guess he didn't think maybe he was close to him, but who knows if they were breathing the same air. Um, the other thing is he mentioned, you know, his security detail, the highway patrol. They're pretty close to him. They're they're driving him. You know, they're in the same car. Although I think he said they have like a shield in the car, but. You know, um, if they were near somebody who had it and they had it and maybe they're asymptomatic, they could have given it to him. We just he just said he has no idea. But I think that's a real possibility because that's those are people he's really he's close to every single day. Chris Hernowski, you and I have been reading a lot of the stuff that's come out that is raising questions about whether this virus is actually aerosolized, that it's not what we've long been led to believe something that comes out as large particles and falls to the ground within six feet, that it could be aerosolized and floating in the air. If Mike DeWine is taking all these precautions, wearing a mask wherever he goes when he's with strangers, not circulating, spending all his time at the farm, you know, that would kind of give a, give a nod to the idea that this thing is way more contagious than what we've been led to believe these last five months. Right. I mean, I'm just I'm reading a new study that just came out that says that when you jog, you lead a you leave a 30 foot trail of it <laughs> behind you. And and that, you know, that it, it, that, you know, we're going to have to start worrying about that now. Not that I'm a, a frequent jogger, but um, <laughs> but but there. Yeah, I mean, it, it's I think. You know, I look, we hear him talk about this weekly and twice a week sometimes that, you know, that this requires absolute vigilance if you really want to sort of keep yourself out of risk. And, you know, I mean, in recent weeks, he's been really stressing, making sure that you're wearing a mask when you're interacting with people you're with, you know, uh, you know, your family members and your loved ones. If you're going to a barbecue, make sure you wear it. And, and, you know, and, and, you know, people have gotten lazy about doing things like wiping down surfaces or washing their hands or touching their face. You know, it's, you know, we got to remember we've gone through this whole cycle of things that we are supposed to do, things that we might need to do, some things that we should. And so it's, you know, even if you had to sort of go back and sort of retrace your steps and everything that you might have done to contract this, I mean, it's it's nearly impossible to remember every time you touched your face or what surface you touched or who your clerk was at the grocery store and what state trooper was driving you to Cleveland. You know, I mean, it's. You know, so it's it's there's just so many different ways that you can get it. And and it's it's, you know, I mean, to me, that's scary. You know, I mean, I know there are skeptics who are out there saying, you know, using this as 
a way to dunk on him about, you know, yeah, him we'll being overly vigilant and stuff. But, you know, it's it's childish to kind of think that way. And I think we, you know, we right. still kind of owe it to each other to to at least give it a go and try to make sure that we keep each other safe. Yeah, we'll get to that. Let, let, yeah, let, yeah. Laura Johnson, you've edited 1,342 stories about masks. <laughs> you're, you're the staff expert. So is this an argument that for N95 masks, that that it's not the cloth masks? You know, we all started wearing those because they said you should wear those to protect others. But but if you really want to filter out whatever it is that brings this into your system, you need the high quality mask. Is this an argument for really getting N95 masks across the country? Because if Mike DeWine can get this wearing his mask, the masks aren't working. I mean, that is a legitimate question. I think the question you ask right back is, are they available? Because I don't know the answer to that. I, the latest thing I said was, I saw was that we should still be wearing um, fabric masks and that we should be saving the surgical, even the disposable masks for the medical professionals. So I don't know if they're available, then I think it's something we really should be discussing. And Mike DeWine did address this on his um on his front porch from his, his television briefing saying that he does see the mask as protecting others more than yourself. But you know, that's yeah, the but what if you, shown. But what if you want to protect yourself? I mean, right. you know, the, the, the thing is if the governor has it, it's got to scare people and thinking, geez, this guy does everything right. Well, I also see the same people saying, see, masks don't work. Yeah, like, I know. That's I know. the other half. What he said was it's, it's, it's about, improving your odds and anything you can do to improve your odds is is great but the fact is this virus is everywhere it's out there and it's really contagious when this thing started and people were making their masks i ordered this material that has a high filtration i don't think it's n95 but it's really high called filthy and i'm feeling really good that i have a bunch of those masks <laughs> because this is kind of worrisome you all need right to let's provide uh, them to the entire staff uh but... yeah well i'm not that good at selling them. <laughs> <Get out laughs> I, I, Come I'd, on, be, what you been doing? I'd be like bloody fingers before that was over all right so let's talk about this test because i've known a lot of people and i know chris Renesky's going to argue here in a minute but i've known a lot of people that have gotten tests and have to wait two weeks to get the answer back or at least a week so what i heard that mike dewine had a test today and had the results instantly and has done his second test and we'll have those results tonight i'm thinking man there are an awful lot of people that are saying that that it's two weeks a week to two weeks before you get the results why can't we all get the benefit of this much faster technology? And Chris Wernowski, go ahead. Oh, I, I was just saying, like, you know, if you play Major League Baseball or playing the NBA, you do, but you, you get those tests. Too. <laughs> but, but I, you know, there, there are. Look, I got. I, I'm going to divulge something here that's a little personal. I got tested this week and uh, at the clinic, and I got my results back within about 14 hours. So negative, like they're negative. Yeah, so. I, yeah, it's negative. I should point out I'm, I'm, I'm fine. I'm sick for other reasons, but you know, I'm, I'm okay. But you know, and I was surprised, you know, when I, when I went downtown to, cause I had to go to the main campus and get it. And, and they said, yeah, it'll be, they told me 15 to 48 hours. And it was just basically, I woke up the next day. I actually got the results while we were recording our podcast. So, um, um, and Although, so, you know, there, but there but, are but a lot of people is, that can't get that. I mean, right. Rite Aid and places like that. Those are you're taking about, a long time. those are taking 10, your 10, 10 days, sometimes weeks 
we're hearing. You know, I, I mean, we've all, I think we've, all, I mean, we all have people in our lives who have probably had to go get tested, and, and, and really, I, I, I am hearing a variety of experiences, and, and, and it depends. It, it largely depends on where you get your test at. So, you know, I. Right. You know, I would assume the clinic has the capacity to. Well, to and they turn do it in around. house. Rite Aid is not testing for coronavirus inside the store, right? They right. have to send it out. It goes to a, um, a for-profit lab. It's you know whatever one of those it is. They don't work on weekends. I mean, they talked about this at the very beginning of the pandemic, and they were like, "Give your test to a hospital that will be working and running around the clock to make these things go faster." All well, right, Laura. And- so with this quick test, there there has yeah. been a good bit of science and it's not that it has a high rate of false positives, which would be good news for Mike DeWine. It has a high rate of false negatives, yeah, which is bad actually. news for everybody that was with Mike DeWine. Right. Um, yeah. The, the white house uses this device for virus testing and that it's very, very quick, obviously. And one of the benefits is that you could do it anywhere. Um, obviously Mike DeWine was asked where he did it and he said he really didn't know, but it was at some kind of testing center, but there's a high rate. I, I think I've seen something up to 15% of the uh, tests were wrong. They were falsely negative um, because they were missing things when using dry nasal swabs. And the, the test is FDA approved and they've put it out and they've put out uh, recommendations that you shouldn't do this to the test or that, or, you know, make sure you do it correctly. But nobody's saying this is a foolproof test. So Jane Cahoon, John Houston should be worried about the false negatives because he has spent a lot of time with Mike DeWine. He tested negative with this test. But immediately you were looking at what he was doing today and thinking, what is this man thinking? So kind of take us through the logic on that. Okay, I'm never going to get a job as a political consultant, but I (laughs) I can't help it. I think that's not what you want to do next with your life. If I were advising John Houston, I would have told him to get his butt back home and not be participating in this Trump event because, you know, I I think it's just bad optics for one thing. But I, I mean, I was looking at the CDC guidelines, and uh, I'm never going to get a job in the medical profession either. Okay, but the CDC guidelines say that if you are have been in close contact with somebody who tests positive, that even if you test negative, it doesn't matter. You should still quarantine for 14 days. Now, maybe maybe the argument's going to be, well, was he in close contact with? with Governor DeWine. Well, we know they were in the same room at the Tuesday briefing for, for quite a while. Yeah, maybe he was he was more than six feet, you know, distant from him, but I just think it it looks irresponsible. Well, but but there's another reason that it's irresponsible. If Mike DeWine does become incapacitated, John Houston has to run the state. And so it's kind of on him to keep himself safe. So at that point, say, well, I really shouldn't go to this Republican soiree in Brattonall to be with Donald Trump. I should get back to Columbus, keep myself cloistered and make sure that I'm here to take care of the people of Ohio the way Mike DeWine has tried to do. I, yeah, I don't know whether he was going to the Brattonall fundraiser, but he was at Burke Lakefront Airport where Trump held, you know, it was basically a rally, you know, bashing Biden. And he introduced Houston and a couple of other dignitaries like House Speaker Bob Cup and former state rep Christina Hagan, 
but it was like it was like a political event and he was standing in the front i mean socially distant from the other public officials in front of this crowd that was like shoulder to shoulder i mean they were wearing masks but they were that when i, I know, say but they're that, wearing uh, masks but so was the wine wearing mask i mean right. the wine got but, it it's... but they were close they were not socially distant at all the crowd of people were I mean, you can see on Hannah Drown's Facebook Live, you know, they were all crowded together. I don't think that's a good look for, you know, the man who's helping lead our state here out of this crisis. He has a responsibility to the people of Ohio to keep himself as safe as possible. And being in that kind of a setting with a whole bunch of people where he doesn't know where they've been, it's a risk. I mean, we've talked about how everything we do has some degree of risk. You know, I would argue that what he did has a much higher level of risk than what many of us are doing. So it was a bit of a surprise that he did it. And again, you know, he could have had a false negative. Who knows when he gets tested by something yeah. more reliable. Um, speaking of that, you know, going back to, to the test issue for just a second. The other day, the governor announced, and I think he might have mentioned this today again, that Ohio had entered this multi-state purchasing agreement to to expand the use of these rapid tests. Now, I don't know if they're the same ones that Laura talked about that the White House uses, but they're supposed to be simple and and less expensive, and they could greatly expand our testing capacity. So he said he's still working really hard on increasing our testing capacity. Look, yeah, I'm not he a, said he wanted to talk to Trump about it today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm not a scientist, but as I understand it, and I get I could be wrong, but I've read a lot, is that the tests are looking for the RNA of the virus. And sometimes a positive test is for a fragment of RNA that is not really the live virus. The virus isn't really alive, but it's not the, the complete virus. And it could be that that's what Mike DeWine has has tested positive for is a, a fragment of RNA that somehow he got that's not going to make him sick. Um, so we should point that out that even a an accurate positive test doesn't mean somebody's going to get sick. All right, Chris Warnowski, let's get into it. The anti-maskers rejoice, right? The guy who has advocated for mask wearing, he wears masks all the time. They wasted no time to get on to Twitter and say, see, ha, ha, ha. They also wished him badly and said horrible things, but they saw this as a victory for their message that masks don't work. What I, what I find really curious is that he said he got nasty text messages, which is like, who is the jerk that has his phone number? <laughs> They're saying man and out of like, hey, he told you so. Like, come on, man. This guy just got diagnosed I, I might with, have like, some insight theory. into that. Uh, okay. One of our favorite state reps, um, the same guy that um, was urging people not to get tested. I think he's the same guy who said he wouldn't wear a mask because his face is the face of God. And, oh, yes. and, the, and the guy who also said he's darker than the, the black caucus, uh, the legislative black caucus members, um, he was out on social media saying, I thought masks worked, you know, oh, yes, I wish the governor well. But, you know, I, I would think some of the I'm not saying he texted DeWine, but, you know, <laughs> this is the type of lawmaker, you know, we have a few of these in the legislature and they might have his phone number. All right. There's two things going on. There's there's cruel idiots that are wishing the governor ill, which is just stupid. I mean, nobody should wish anybody gets infected with this virus. 
But then there are the people saying, I've been saying all along that the mask mandate is wrong because masks don't prevent the virus. This is proof of that. And the governor was asked about this at his briefing. I think it was the second question. And he said, look, I've explained this over and over again. You can take every precaution and still get sick. It's it's the luck of the draw, but taking precautions work works and we know that masks work. But but I guess what I'm asking, Chris, is 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 this train likely to pick up speed? This message that the wine getting it is proof that I shouldn't wear a mask. I mean, probably not among people whose opinion we should care about anyway, but <laughs> but I feel like that like like honestly, I, I I really don't think it'll pick up steam. I think we're I think the majority of people understand that, you know, there is a need to wear masks. I you know, nobody has ever said that masks are one hundred percent effective in in you know, you not getting this. I mean, they're con- condoms aren't 100% effective. You know, I mean, there are all sorts of medical things that aren't 100% effective and, and keep you from getting a disease. So well, N95 masks are called N95 because they're 95% effective. Right. So, and that's the, you know, that's the Cadillac of, of masks. So, you know, even then you still have a 5% chance. And, and, and again, you know, as I, I said earlier, it's, it's, you know, there. I mean, look, he, he may have done everything right and just slipped up, and and that one slip up was where it got in. And 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 look, there's there's an example of a governor who, you know, the governor of Oklahoma got the coronavirus. He's the other governor in the United States that got it a couple a couple of weeks ago, and you know, he is very much on the opposite end of the mask spectrum as Mike Dewine, and 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 I, I feel like what Dewine's diagnosis here. And, and again, we have to couch it because it could be, you know, there's a chance he might not have it. You know, it, I, it, it really does show that you can do everything right. And, and, but you're still at the mercy of other people. And, and, but, you know, and I don't want to say Mike DeWine has done everything right. I don't know that I'm not around him all the time, but, and, and frankly, I'm glad today that I'm not, but, but, <laughs> but, you know, it, it's, it is what he has been talking about all along that that it's our duty to take care of other people and it's when we when we don't do that it's it's when other people get it and and so i just you know again even if it's all you know even if it were 50% effective you should still wear it you know it's it's not as big of an inconvenience as you might think it is so he's doing his briefing tomorrow he said jenkins so he's very much trying to show the government continues. He said very clearly, I've been governing from my farm all along. You know, I've right. been doing conference calls while taking hours long walks on my farm. And and part of the reason I think he's doing the briefing is to show business as usual. But man, we will be watching for any symptoms of any kind of. Yeah. Illness. Yeah. We really hope that uh, he he's either, you know, on the tail end of something or he's asymptomatic or, you know, is there any like chance that. he'd break the test so he wouldn't have to appear with Donald Trump? I, I'm getting these messages <laughs> on my text message account. People are, several people have said that to me, that they're like, this is the way he gets out of meeting with Trump and nobody can blame him for it. As long as we're being cynical here, you know, his, the, the fact that this happened kind of overshadowed Trump, which is like, you know, DeWine is, is like 
really outperforming Trump in the in the approval rating department, you know, and it's like, here's another, you know, case where Trump just can't win, you know. That's why Trump said he'll be fine. He just cast it off. He'll be fine. I'm a doctor. I know. Nobody look, nobody's more nobody has been more diplomatic about what has happened at the federal level than Mike DeWine. And and believe me, like he I I I think we've all four of us have watched every one of these briefings. He has had every opportunity to go in on the president and he has not. So my my guess is that you know, he believes it's his duty as the governor of the state of Ohio to greet the sitting president whoever they may be when they come here. I mean, that's to me that's the Mike DeWine that I'm familiar with, which is you know, he probably has respect for the office regardless of who the office holder is and is there. Yeah, to no, Mike, no, I said right? that essentially. Mike, Mike DeWine would not rig a test to get out of seeing the president. <laughs> Other people might, but not Mike DeWine. <laughs> well, we wish him well. Thanks, Jane. Thanks, Laura. Thanks, Chris. Thanks, everybody who listens to This Week in the CLE. Our regular episode will be back on Friday morning.